Hello and welcome to the Bob Edwards Show for Tuesday, June 8th. Why can't we all get along was the question Rodney King famously asked. It's a good one and it provokes a lot of thought. When applied to the nations of the world, the stakes are much higher, of course. My guest today is Professor Charles Kupchen of Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. He's the author of How Enemies Become Friends, The Sources of Stable Peace. Kupchen examines the ways that former enemies have studied war no more and what needs to happen for longtime antagonists to drop their weapons and become partners in peace? And later in the hour, sports writer Dave Zirin on the NBA and Stanley Cup playoffs, John Wooden, and a certain Major League umpire. Conducting a war is relatively easy when compared with maintaining peace. My first guest has spent a great deal of time thinking about war and peace and researching historical examples of how countries overcame former adversarial feelings towards one another. Charles Kupchan is the author of How Enemies Become Friends, The Sources of Stable Peace. I asked Kupchan for his list of some of the world's greatest examples of peacemaking. Well, I think there are examples throughout history, the ones that would I think come to mind most recently would be France and Germany. Europe as a whole went through hundreds and hundreds of years of wars over religion, over territory, over ideology, and now you drive from France to Germany to the Czech Republic and you don't stop, you don't see a border guard. Uh, here in the United States, we look north and we have a border that runs several thousand miles. There are no troops on either side. This is in some ways taken for granted, but it's revolutionary because borders are usually sites of geopolitical competition. And that border was for a long time a site of geopolitical competition between the British and the United States. Even within the United States, we now drive from Virginia to Maryland, from the district across the Potomac River. We don't even think that we're crossing a political boundary, but a half a million people died in the 1860s over borders and over ways of life. So we know that peace breaks out in the world. We don't know a lot about how that happens. How do you measure the success of peacemaking, just the absence of war? <laughs> well, one way to, to look at it would be the absence of war, but we know that there are many instances in history in which war isn't breaking out, but in which peace is unstable, in which hostilities remain. So I measure deep peace in terms of the demilitarization.